Hi, I'm Sherry Youngward. Welcome to the Quiet Place podcast. This is a place for you to come up for air anytime, day or night, and find a quiet moment of replenishment and rest. I am so glad you are here. If you would like to hear about upcoming gatherings, new music, and online women's events, which I offer once a month, please join my email list. Also, if you'd like to help support this podcast through a one-time gift or through the gift exchange, which is a monthly support option where I in turn send you a monthly gift, thank you so much. Every little bit helps. It really does. You can do all these things at sherryyoungward.com. Thanks again. This episode is the 13th in a series called We Take Our Turns. I'm going through a book I wrote with that title. I'll read a portion and then share extended thoughts. You can listen in any order you like. This episode is dedicated to Megan and Amy. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17. And I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts, living within you as you trust in Him. May your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love. At home means welcome, invited, free to be yourself. The opposite would be unwelcome, uninvited, unaccepted. Be fully home in my heart. Paul wanted them to know the heights and depths of God's love so that nothing in this world would shake them. Remembering that Paul wrote this from prison only adds depth to these thoughts and his prayer for the Ephesians. Many translations use the word dwell instead of that Christ would be more at home in your hearts. The idea for dwell is a closeness and comfort that means at home, settled in. It's the way you feel with trusted friends or family members. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 20. A prayer for the Ephesians. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. 
as we continue walking with Him, we can't help but grow in our love for Him. It's what changes us. It's what we learn from the disciples. They literally walked with Him through miles of dirt. The disciples did and said some dumb things. And Jesus was never a jerk to them. I've done and said some dumb things. And He's never been a jerk to me either. There have been times I have imagined His response is way more harsh than it really was. That has taken me years to see and discern. It's so important to learn to reject false thoughts of Him. False thoughts are often wrapped in condemnation. False thoughts of Him are always far from grace. Jesus was honest with His disciples, always honest. They probably all began really wanting to impress Him. God's plan was to have them walk so closely that they couldn't hide the ugly stuff. They knew Jesus saw them at their best and their worst. They learned He really knew them, and He really loved them. He loved them all the way to the cross and continued loving them in their hearts through His Holy Spirit. We experience the same grace, love, comfort, and honesty through His Holy Spirit right in our heart. He is at home with us, and we are at home with Him. Charles Spurgeon wrote, Jesus resides in our hearts, which is the center of our love. And then we know His love. He teaches us to love Him. And as we learn the sweet lesson, we begin to know how Jesus loves us. We come to know Him by personal acquaintance, by having Christ dwell in us, so that we see Him, hear Him, feel His touch, and enjoy His blessed company. This kind of knowledge is the most precious of all knowledge, whatever the subject may be. Spurgeon continues, And to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with the fullness of God. He intended another kind of knowledge. I know many people, that is to say, I have seen them in the streets, and they tip their hats to me, and I do the same to them. And thus, I know them. This is a slender form of knowledge. Yet I fear it is the kind of knowledge most people have of Christ. Even such knowledge as comes by trembling faith is a knowledge that saves. But I will tell you the people I know best. They live with me in my house. I see them every day. I am on the most familiar terms with them. And this is the knowledge here intended. 
Warren Wearsby wrote, Paul uses three pictures here to convey this idea of spiritual death, and the three pictures are hidden in the three verbs, dwell, rooted, and grounded. The verb dwell literally means, and here I follow Kenneth Wiest, to settle down and feel at home. Certainly Christ was already resident in the hearts of the Ephesians, or else Paul would not have addressed them as saints in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1. What Paul is praying for is a deeper experience between Christ and his people. He yearns for Christ to settle down and feel at home in their hearts, not a surface relationship, but an ever-deepening fellowship. The verb rooted moves us into the plant world. The tree must get its roots deep into the soil if it is to have both nourishment and stability. And the Christian must have spiritual roots deep into the love of God. Both Warren Wearsby and Charles Spurgeon correlate our nourishment and stability derived from our roots planted deep into the love of God. We won't thrive on a slender form of knowledge. We may exist, but we won't flourish. My pastor, Jared Thompson, encouraged our church from 2 Kings chapter 19. We take root downward and bear fruit upward. This is how we flourish even in drought. We take root downward and bear fruit upward. I am going to continue reading some thoughts from Warren Wearsby, taken from his Bible Exposition Commentary, Volume 2, including Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3, and Jeremiah 17, verses 7 through 8. And then I will finish by praying for you from Ephesians chapter 3, from the Voice Bible and the Living Bible. So, take a nice deep breath and settle in while I read to you now. One of the most important questions a Christian can ask himself is, from what do I draw my nourishment and my stability? Let me read that again and give a little pause. From what do I draw my nourishment and my stability? Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. 
Wearsby continues, If there is to be power in the Christian life, then there must be depth. The roots must go deeper and deeper into the love of Christ. Grounded is an architectural term. It refers to the foundations on which we build. In the first two churches I pastored, we were privileged to construct new buildings, and in both projects, it seemed we would never get out of the ground. In my second building program, we had to spend several thousand dollars taking soil tests because we were building over an old lake bed. For weeks, the men were laying out and pouring the footings. One day, I complained to the architect and he replied, Pastor, the most important part of this building is the foundation. If you don't go deep, you can't go high. That sentence has been a sermon to me ever since. The trials of life test the depths of our experience. Paul prayed that the believers might have a deeper experience with Christ because only a deep experience could sustain them during the severe trials of life. Jeremiah chapter 17 verses 5 through 8 Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Father, out of your honorable and glorious riches, strengthen your people. Fill their souls with the power of your Spirit, so that through faith the Anointed One will reside in their hearts. May love be the rich soil where their lives take root. May it be the bedrock where their lives are founded so that together with all of your people, they will have the power to understand that the love of the anointed is infinitely long, wide, high, and deep, surpassing everything anyone previously experienced. God, may your fullness flood through their entire beings. And I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts, living within you as you trust in Him. May your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love.